Hi, and welcome to this episode of I've Got This Kid. I'm your host, Sharina Williams, licensed speech and language pathologist, homeschooling mom of two wonderful kids, and wife of one with my favorite parenting partner, Marcel, who you had the chance to meet last week. I am here to cover everything speech, language, play, development, homeschooling, and all that other stuff that falls in between. And y'all know, I'm excited to be here another day. I'm excited to share with you guys part two of We Just Don't Agree. But this week, we're going to be talking more about special needs diagnosis, outcomes, execution, and honestly, why certain things happen the way that they happen and why sometimes as parenting partners, we can simply bump heads. And it doesn't mean that we don't love each other or like each other. It just means that we are two different people with two different perspectives and we're all trying to figure it out together. And so just to kind of recap on part one of We Just Don't Agree, my parenting partner and I, we came up with some points that kind of just keep everybody on the same page or at least amicably kind of working through things when you get into that sticky spot, as I like to call it. So point one, it is okay not to agree. It's fine not to agree. Nobody's going to agree on everything. It's impossible for two people to agree on everything all the time because, again, two different people. Point two, if you guys are on opposite sides, and obviously if you just don't agree, you're on opposite sides. Try to find mutual ground. Mutual ground can look different for a lot of people at a lot of different times. But the one thing when you guys are disagreeing about little sugar and what should be happening with little sugar, you can always agree that you guys both love little sugar and you both have little sugar's best interests at heart and that you want the best possible outcome for them and that you guys are trying to mutually do that together. Point three. Finding mutual ground requires my favorite word, compromise. You have to compromise. Both parties have to compromise. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. You're going to flex a little bit. This is not Burger King. Nobody gets to always have it exactly their way, especially in these situations, because then that creates other problems. And we want to kind of keep away from that. So compromise is key. Point four, disagreement. And disagreeing with your parenting partner doesn't give us the right to throw the under the party under the bus. Why? Well, because... We're not trying to like throw low blows. We're just trying to get on the same page. And so we don't want to throw anybody under the bus unless there's a safety thing going on. Like if there's a safety issue or a safety hazard, please then throw your parenting partner under the bus and, you know, go and seek out the proper authorities that you need to seek out to make sure that all is well. And point five at the end of the day, try to resolve this together. And the reason why you want to try to resolve it together is because you don't want one parenting partner kind of bowing out and being like, you know what? You just deal with it. You do it. I don't want to deal with it. It's all you. You're better at it than I am. And I just don't want to deal with whatever decision needs to be made. Or if we don't agree on this thing, then you just do it your way and you have it your way. And I don't want anything to do with it and kind of go ostrich on the other person. Don't do that because honestly, you guys need each other because you guys both created, mutually created this little sugar together. And so you guys both contributed something special to that sugar that the other parenting partner may not be able to give little sugar. So just make sure that you try to resolve it together. And also, if you cannot, cannot, resolve it together. You guys have found the mutual ground and you're like, hey, you know what? You're right. We do love each other. But at the end of the day, we still don't agree. We've tried everything. We've tried to compromise and it's still not working. That's okay. That's okay. Get outside help. Get outside help. Third set of eyes, not mama in them, not, you know, friends in them. They don't count. A professional. And I would even shy away from like a friend who's a professional. And if it's like one of the person's friends, like somebody who is completely unobjective, 
somebody who doesn't have any kind of like weight on any side, just to make sure that both of you guys are being heard and perspective can be brought to the table to make sure that you guys get on the same page. So that's our point. And so when we're thinking about why we don't agree, when we're thinking about why things kind of fall apart, it's obvious in a lot of cases with sugars who are typically developing, like a lot of times it may have to do with child rearing practices or behaviors or TV time or play time or types of schools or different things like that, stuff we want to expose them to. But for my world changers out there who have neurodivergent sugars, then it's a little bit different. Those same factors are definitely on the table, but there's a little bit of an added layer. And that's when milestones aren't necessarily being met. And maybe it is evaluation time, or maybe it is treatment time, or maybe it is, we've got all this information now, and how do we want to carry it out? So for my world changers out there who have sugars who are neurodivergent, or who have special needs, or who have these gaps in development, there is definitely an added layer on top of everything else to where you two as parenting partners have to figure things out. And this is when, to me, it becomes crucial to partner together. Because one, you're getting a lot of information from a lot of professionals. Two, you guys are coming to the conclusion and coming into the reality that things might be a little different in some ways and probably completely normal in a lot of other ways, but there's going to be some, some variation in how your parenting experience is. And so it's extremely important during that time to get, you know, closer together to make sure that you guys have that safe space to communicate your feelings, to communicate your thoughts, to be intimate with each other in a way to where you can kind of divulge with each other and, and give these feelings out. And so, this episode is going to focus on my world changers out there who have neurodivergent sugars that I love coaching and working with and really getting you world changers on the same page and making sure that one, you understand what's going on. Two, you understand how to continue to connect as a family. And three, how to look into the future and advocate not only for your needs, but also for sugar's needs to make sure that everybody is good to go. So, World changers might not disagree for many different reasons. And one of the reasons, especially when it comes to the evaluation side, the initial evaluation, or even before you get to that point of when you're in the pediatrician's office and they're asking you the questions and you're like, oh, sugar's not doing that. Sugar's not doing that. Sugar's not doing that. Or maybe you have some background knowledge and you're kind of watching sugar at home and you're like, hey, hun. I notice little sugar is doing this or, you know, older sister and older brother was doing that. But I noticed with this sugar, they're not quite doing this stuff. You kind of notice that. And one world changer might be like, yeah, I see this going on. The other might be like, no, that's completely normal. Like they're fine. They're a kid. They're a baby. It's okay. Right. And so coming to that conclusion equally at the same time, it doesn't always happen that way. It just doesn't. Because again, two different people who are coming to the same conclusion, but it's going to take different times because we think differently. We process differently. We observe differently. We observe with different eyes. And that's why I try to encourage you guys, don't throw in the towel if you know one parenting partner seems better at it than the other. Because again, two different perspectives definitely brings a a more global or a more whole realistic view of what's actually going on. And there's some information that can be learned on both parts. And so one world changer might feel like, hey, let's wait and see. The other might be like, I don't want to wait and see. I want to know right now because I want to be prepared or I've been listening to Sharina's podcast or I have experience here or, you know, they're able to give that insight. But there's also the feeling that comes into that where if one parent or one world changer is saying, hey, I see this and the other one is not quite there yet, then it creates also the you're saying something's wrong with my child, which 
also in some cases feels like you're saying something's wrong personally with me, or you're saying something's wrong with what I'm doing, or there's nothing wrong with this child. Everything is fine. They just kind of move at their own pace. And in some cases that is true, but in many cases it is not. And so it it almost makes one world changer feel like and seem like the bad guy because they're trying to like play lawyer and defend and and like convince this this one parent that, hey, this is going on. And the other one is like, no, 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 I object. This is not happening. This is not a real thing. And so it can definitely cause strife within the home when both world changers aren't seeing the same thing or one is trying to convince the other, which again, why to me, it's always great to have an outsider kind of come in and give their perspective after listening to you guys and your reportings and observing and then doing some testing and some, you know, one-on-one hands-on things because we don't want the world changer to be in a position to where they feel like they're carrying this on their own and the other world changer is just completely rejecting it because they want to wait and see. One world changer may believe the sugar is too young. That could be another reason why, again, a world changer might feel like there there's nothing going on here. If they're a toddler, then we don't expect them to have too many words or it's completely normal for them to have the behaviors they're having. It's completely normal for them to cry instead of use their words when communicating with me. It's completely normal for them to pull me. And if you don't know what the milestones are, then of course it's going to seem normal because you're like, well, they're still a baby. Like they're just now kind of starting to walk around and talk, not knowing necessarily that first word should be around 12 months. And then we go from there, 10 words by 18 months, 50 words by two years. But if a world changer doesn't know that, then they're like, they're young, it's fine. And then if we throw, you know, cultural differences in there, some cultures believe that when a child is a toddler between that 24 to 36 month age range, then we really shouldn't be focused on language anyway. They're still like babies, they're fine, they're gonna be fine, they're gonna catch up, it's going to be okay. And so that can definitely cause a little bit of strife and make two world changers feel like we don't agree with each other because one is saying, hey, let's go be proactive right now. And the other one is like, let's wait and see what happens by the time they go to school. Not necessarily knowing that it's honestly a little bit late if you have a nonverbal sugar or a sugar who's not following a direction, following directions or a sugar who doesn't. Um, participate and play the way that they're supposed to, or maybe there's some other red flag behaviors to where you say something to them, they respond back, but it doesn't necessarily make sense. So those are all things that can be happening that one world changer is like, well, they are talking, but the other one is saying, well, it doesn't quite make sense what they're saying. And then it kind of goes back to, but they're a baby. (laughs) You're like, no, they're not. They shouldn't be doing this again outside help. (laughs) You need that referee to like flag on the play and look into things and see what's going on there and make sure that A, both parties are heard, both perspectives are being listened to. One parent is not doing it on their own while the other one is kind of like, you know what, that's your thing. If that's what you believe is going on, I don't believe this is going on. So you, you do it. Don't make it a you thing. Try as best as possible to compromise and make it an us thing and let us find out together what's going on. That's how you world change. Also, one parent may want to ignore that professional opinion. So I'm going to say this. I am a stickler for customer service. If I go into a store, especially now that things have kind of like opened back up, if I go somewhere and the customer service isn't great, or I ask a question and I don't necessarily get an answer, or the representative of the store is busy talking to other people or playing with their phones or doing other stuff that's completely unrelated to the the job and helping the customers, then I am that person that will walk out. I'll just be like, you know what? Have a good day. Enjoy yourself. I'm just going to go somewhere else where I can get the help that I need because 
you have made a horrible first impression and I have not bought into the idea that what you are trying to sell to me is something that you even want to sell to me, which means you just want to exchange cash without any kind of like work going into that. And that's not how I like to work. So I don't like that. Right. But the same holds true when we go into professional offices, right? If you go to the doctor and the doctor, you know, you tell them, oh my gosh, my foot hurts. It's been horrible. It's been achy. Can you please help me? And they're like, wow, your elbow. Wow. Your elbow looks like it needs to be addressed. You haven't addressed my issue. Why are you talking about my elbow when I asked you about my foot? Right. And so I say all that to say that if you don't buy in to the professional opinion, to the person that's sitting across from you at the table, to the person that you're talking to and that's looking at you face to face and you're saying, hey, these things are going on and it's being dismissed or you're saying, hey, these things are going on or it's being interpreted in a way to where you're like, you've given me all these words, but I don't know what you're talking about. That can make buy-in difficult. So think about it. If I brought home a, let's say, a Vitamix blender, without instructions and I have this this big old thing and it's intense and it's supposed to do all this stuff but I don't necessarily have like the instructions on how to do it then what's it going to do it's going to sit in the cabinet it's never going to be used because I don't know how to use it I have no clue and so the, the same holds true when you guys are learning different information new information anytime anybody learns new information you need instructions you need guides you need like a breakdown of what does this all mean? You've given me this diagnosis, but what does this mean? And how does it relate to my real world? And how can I apply this stuff to my real world? And so if there's no buy-in, then a world changer may not want to participate in that process. Whereas the other one might be like, hey, look, I'm going to do whatever this person says because I want to make sure that all is well. And so let's just, let's do the thing. But again, that then makes things a little bit lopsided because it puts it off on one parent and not on the other, especially if that one has already been a little bit skeptical about getting a diagnosis in the first place. And so being comfortable with asking questions, being comfortable with having a team that you are comfortable with, that you feel like you can ask questions to and saying, hey, you know what? This may seem like a silly question, but I don't know what you're talking about. Can you please explain this to me in a different way? Can you make, you know, explain this in a way to where I understand how this is working out in real time for me because I'm, I'm not seeing it. All I'm seeing is maybe my child is not talking and I don't see all of this stuff that you're talking about with the why and the behaviors. And why all of a sudden you're telling me not to pick up my child when they're crying or why I shouldn't respond if they pull me or why I shouldn't respond if they start tapping me instead of using a word like you're telling me to do these things. But how does that relate to my sugar not using language? Right. So buy in. That might be another reason. One world changer. Again, I've talked about this a little bit before. They may interpret Little Sugar's behavior differently, observe it differently. Maybe Little Sugar is toe walking and one one world changer is like, hey, they like walking on their tippy toes because they're practicing walking in high heels or they're practicing doing this. I've heard all kinds of stuff about that one, but I'm, I'm just throwing some out there. It could be interpreted completely differently. If sugar is jumping off the couch over and over and over again, or if sugar likes to play with only puzzles by themselves, well, they're concentrating. They're really, really concentrating. And when they're concentrating in their focus, they don't want me to bother them. They don't like me to interrupt them. They only really like to, you know, for, to come to me on their terms, not necessarily when I go to them and try to play with them, or if I go to them and try to talk to them or take something from them, then it's completely meltdown. Or if I say, let's do this now, and they melt down on me, and then 30 minutes later, they're still crying about it. If I didn't give them what they wanted, then it's going to be a problem. So I'm neglecting them. One world changer might feel like I'm neglecting them if I don't give in to what they want, while the other world changer might feel like, hey, we need to kind of scale this back and make sure that little sugar is communicating with us, at least trying to use some words with us, or we need to change the way we're doing something, or we need to get help. So again, world changers might interpret that that behavior completely differently, especially if you have 
one parent who's a little bit more outgoing and a little bit more flamboyant and likes to communicate and is the social butterfly. Whereas you have the other one who may be a little bit more laid back, a little bit more passive. So they may be like, well, wait, I like to focus on things and I like to kind of do that. So what's, what's different about them? And are you saying something is wrong with me? And so you notice I'm going to continue to overemphasize that this is when you need a third party to come in and just kind of referee on your behalf to make sure that again, both of you guys are being heard. Both of you guys are listening to the professional and that you buy into what's happening when you get to that place of it's time to get evaluated or let's make that phone call. Another reason, denial. Denial is a tricky, tricky friend. Denial is simply not facing the reality of what's going on. But with denial also comes other feelings. You don't want to deal with the uncomfortable stuff because it might make you feel like I failed my child. I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm uncomfortable with the idea that there may be a gap in development. I'm uncomfortable with the idea that I all of a sudden have to have all of these professionals weighing in on my child's life. I'm uncomfortable with the fact that not only are they weighing in, but now they want to see me all the time and they want me to talk to them and open up to them about what it is that they're seeing and they're making these judgments and they're they're talking about my child and this is my child you know like this is my child and and this is my sugar and I love them and like that's when the protector comes out for some to where they're like no this is this is my child and who are you like to come into my house for two or three hours or come and I come to your office for two or three hours and tell me about my child like that's where denial starts setting in because if the reality of what's happening or the gaps in the development hasn't become a reality yet, then there can definitely be some denial there, which makes it difficult to accept and difficult to collaborate and difficult to carry out whatever needs to be carried out based upon the diagnosis. And so that's one of those things that no world changer can help another world changer, I guess, come to the reality of come to grips with. But assurances can be given during these times that, you know what, this may be going on, but it's okay because we got a lot of love in this house and we love our sugar and we want what's best for our sugar. And so now we just have to figure out the best possible method that works for this family to get us there. Because then that gets us out of, we're not agreeing, right? If we can agree on those very little things, then guess what? Everything else, we can work towards the bigger things. We can work towards whatever needs to be worked towards. But if we can at least agree on that and say, yes, this is uncomfortable. Yes, nobody likes it. Yes, nobody is excited about this, but we're going to do this anyway. And let's see if we go all in, what happens? What are the outcomes, right? Denial. Yes, it's no joke. And the final one, blaming the other world changer. World changers, I talk about this in my upcoming book. Watch me connecting to your child through play. Because the blame game can destroy a lot of love. It can destroy a lot of like. It can destroy a household. Because think about it. If you're being blamed for something that you had no possible way of one, controlling, two, of creating, and three, of allowing to happen unless you just had the roadmap or, you know, some other factors kind of set in. But just let's talk about in general. Gaps in development in so many cases are not in the world changers' hands. Now, learning the tools to help decrease the gaps, how that's carried out, that's a different story. But blaming one world changer and saying this diagnosis is because of you. This diagnosis is because of this. This diagnosis is because of that's not necessarily true. And it's ineffective. And it pulls you guys apart because honestly, if you're being accused all the time, then guess what? The defense goes up. The wall goes up. And then all of a sudden, normal conversation isn't even normal conversation because you're on guard. And that's no way to live world changers. Again. It's okay to disagree, 
let's just not like hit below the belt. Let's make sure that we're playing this thing out fair and that we are seeing things eye to eye with each other and that we're seriously loving on each other and trying to build one another up and then build our sugar up. Because remember, it goes back to what we model is what they're going to do. And so if we're modeling like, you know, disagreement and strife and negativity, then guess what little sugar is going to start doing and modeling? Strife, negativity, unaccountability, blaming people, blah, 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 blah. Like so many things come along with the blaming and the denial. So world changes, stay away from that as best as possible. And honestly, if you've been in that space, just be comfortable with the idea. Take a little step back and be like, I'm not doing this anymore. You know what? I'm sorry, because I'm sorry goes a long way. I'm sorry. I I was blaming you for stuff that I probably shouldn't have blamed you for. Little Sugar has this going on. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. But let's team up and do what we need to do. This is, you know, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Will you forgive me? Can we do new? And I think that once we get to that place, really get to that place, oh my goodness, world changers, so much changes. Reason two, reason one, remember, before the evaluation or at the evaluation, those are the reasons sometimes us world changers don't agree. Reason two, diagnosis. So now we've gotten the evaluation done. The professional has given us the whole layout as to what's going on. This is what's happening with sugar. This is what they're great at. This is the areas that we need to work on. This is the game plan. Let's go. First reason two, world changers may not agree. Going back to that professional opinion, may not be trusted. If you don't trust the professional that's sitting across the table from you, if you're leery of the professional sitting across the table from you, if you're leery that, you know, about the idea because of the reasons I mentioned above, then it can cause a little bit of one parent may agree, the other may not agree. And guess what that causes? One to want to be proactive and the other one to be like, well, that's your thing. You deal with that. You do that. and we start bumping heads. So in cases like this, where the professional opinion is not quite trusted, that's when I want you world changer to be clear about the things that you're not comfortable with and bring it to the professional. I either want to know more information or I felt like you were accusing or I felt like this, whatever it was, right? Because at the end of the day, you have to live with sugar. You have to be with sugar. And so I don't want you to get so frustrated with the professional that it hinders you and blocks you from being able to get the tools that you need to be proactive on sugar's behalf and help them out. Because guess what? At the end of the day, guess who's the biggest advocate? You. Guess who's going to work with sugar all the time? You. Guess who has the most opportunity? You. And so while the professional could give you a blueprint, you have the ability to carry out and learn as much as you can to carry out what you need to carry out to help little sugar. So make sure not to get so passionate about the professional that it stops you from being able to work with your sugar. Another reason after the diagnosis, the game plans, the goals may not be inclusive. If the goals are not inclusive, and what I mean by inclusive is that you're being left out. Little sugar comes through the door, the clinic door, and the clinician takes little sugar and they shut the door and you find out at the last five minutes what's going on, that might be a little bit of a reason for you and and your parenting partner to not quite be on the same page. Because if you don't know what's going on behind closed doors and the clinician is just telling you, oh, we worked on following two-step instructions. Well, what does that look like? We worked on building up vocabulary. Great. How do I do it? Right. And so if your homework is to work on those things, but you have, again, no map on like, how do I do that? If I knew how to do that, then wouldn't I have been doing it all along? Right. Yes. No. Yes. No. Okay. Well, okay. So, so if the game plan is not inclusive, then that is definitely a reason that you might be like, Hey, I don't want to deal with this. And the other world changer may be like, hey, we need to do this. Even if I have no clue what I'm doing, we still need to do this. But just make sure, again, that's when you and your parenting partner get on the same page and go talk to the professional and figure out what needs to be done. Reason three, the game plan may not address your personal needs, your family needs. Go to clinic. Sugar does great in clinic. 
They do everything that the professional says, the speech therapist tells them to do. They do it. They're on point. They're participating. They're doing great. As soon as they hit the other side of the door, it's back to like, it's like 51st dates. It's the same behavior over and over again. Like they're doing the same stuff. And you're like, I just sat there for an hour and I watched you do this. And then as soon as I go out, I still don't know how to get you in the car seat without falling out on me. I still don't know how to get you to stop pulling me instead of using words with me. But I just saw you do it. But I, this is not working in real time, right? And so you can easily be like, well, speech therapy is going good. Well, then I'm going to throw at you. Well, how's it going for you at home? As soon as I get the shifty eye, I'm like, oh, you don't, you don't know what to do. Let me help you with that. And so you want to make sure that the needs, the goals are addressing your needs because guess what? After a while, you're going to check out. You're absolutely going to check out. And that's not helpful. <laughs> we don't need you checking out. We need you staying engaged and checked in so you can work with sugar when sugar is not with the professional. So as much as possible, try to make sure that if goals are being worked on in clinic, that you're asking the important question of how do I take this? And use it at home. And how is this going to address what I'm experiencing in these very sticky moments where I can't get sugar to communicate with me, to follow my directions, to stop throwing toys, to do X, Y, Z? How Can you help me with that in real time? And there's nothing wrong with saying that. But just make sure that one of the parenting partners don't check out while the other one stays checked in. Because guess what? We're not going to agree that you're staying super engaged. And on the other hand, you're just completely off somewhere else and being like, you know what? That's, that's sugar's thing. That's, that's mom's thing. That's dad's thing. I'm not doing that anymore. Reason number four, the expectations, the hopes and the dreams can be shattered after a diagnosis. And diagnosis is our, it's, it's a tricky business. Diagnosis is a tricky business. I try to remain extremely sensitive about diagnosis and what that means. World changers, I want you guys to know, just because sugar has a diagnosis doesn't mean that that's like a life sentence, that life isn't going to happen. Every day that we wake up, life is happening. Every day that we get to open our eyes and take that first breath of air in and engage with the world around us, life is happening. And there's always something that we can be working on. There's always something that we can be aspiring to. There's always something like if you're not aspiring to anything, then you're probably pretty stagnant anyway. Everybody has something that they should be working on. A diagnosis or a gap in milestones doesn't mean that sugar is not going to have a fulfilling life. That's like saying you failed trigonometry. Good luck with the rest of your life. So my life is a failure because I'm not good at one thing? Well, no, it doesn't work like that. So, so world changers, I challenge you with that mindset, even as bleak, if the diagnosis is extremely bleak, there's always something that we can find. Don't feel like just because there is a diagnosis that life is suddenly over because life isn't over for you when you came up to an obstacle, just like life isn't over for them when they have obstacles. What do we do? We push, we grit ourselves up, we persevere, we buckle down, we find a roadmap and figure out how we get to where we need to be. Same with sugar. They need that same grit and determination, special needs, neurodivergence, any kind of diagnosis does not give the green light to be like life for them is just completely over. Even if you're going to be a lifelong parent, there is always something that you can be working on or aspiring to do with little sugar. And even if it takes a little bit longer, don't ever give up. Keep pushing. Keep pushing ahead. Reason five. This is a big one. Fixing it mentality versus collaboration. Or kind of like what I mentioned earlier, there may be some difficulties with the professional collaborating with you and helping you through the process that can definitely bring forth reasons for two world changers to disagree. If one world changer perceives a diagnosis, whether it's a language delay, 
understanding of language, um, a speech sound disorder, whether it's autism, whether it's Asperger's, whether it's ADHD, I don't care what it is, stuttering, whatever it is. Fixing it mentality is dangerous. Collaboration usually gets the job done. Fixing it, especially when we're dealing with autism, ADHD, Asperger's, and feeling like we have to fix this, fix this child to be normal. What's normal? What's typical? That doesn't mean don't do anything and just kind of let things ride. I'm not saying that either, but feeling like they need to be a hundred percent by the book, doing everything by the book as all the other kids out there in the world. That's not necessarily reality either. And it's not quite fair for little sugar because, well, you end up missing out on that person. You end up missing out on the beauty of that person. You end up missing out on the personality because if you're always trying to fix every little thing that you see that you don't agree with, that you don't like, well, what child do you have that you love every little thing about them? Not reality. And so putting that added stress on a neurodivergent sugar who has difficulties engaging in conversation, who has difficulties doing things that are not on their terms, who have difficulties with all of these things to where you don't, you can't even relate on their level of how hard it is for them to take that first step, but then to put the added pressure of, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to say this. You need to this. You need to this. It's overstimulating. It's overwhelming. And again, they clam up. You miss out. And there's so much personality in there. And if one world changer is doing it one way and the other one is seeing it another way, then that can definitely cause strife. Because at the end of the day, see your sugar first. See your sugar first. Then see the gaps. Then see the other stuff. Understand who they are, what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, what they like, what they don't like, what they're, you know, if they have a funny personality, if they have a serious disposition, if they are, you know, more academic and they kind of lean towards that, learn who they are and then kind of come in and start to collaborate and figure out how can I thaw you out enough to the point of where I'm getting you in on track of making these milestones and making sure that you're making progress, but I'm not fixing you because you're not broken, right? And finally, number six, when there is a diagnosis and if the parenting partners are not on the same page, if you guys are just not agreeing, I've been talking about this all along. It leaves a burden on one world changer, on one parent because it's not being treated like a partnership. It goes back to, again, that's your job. That's your thing. That's your stuff. Even if one world changer is a stay-at-home world changer and the other one is out working every day, you guys created this sugar together. It's not just one person's job. It's the world changer's job to make sure that the house is flowing smoothly, but that has nothing to do with being a part of parenting, being a part of giving input and trying and connecting and growing and learning with your sugar. That's not just on one world changer. That's on you guys together to do that together, to make sure that things are happening together. Now, that doesn't mean that one world changer may not have strengths and, and weaknesses and areas, but it definitely means that you need to make sure that the burden of the services are not happening just for one parent, that doctor's appointments are not just happening with one, that IEPs and IFSPs and all of these things are not completely one-sided. And that maybe if you couldn't show up because of work, you're sitting down and taking that time to be like, oh, this is what's going on. Or maybe you're like, hey, I couldn't attend this meeting, but speech pathologist, would you be willing to have a 10 minute conversation with me over the phone so you could just break it down to me so I could be on the same page? So I'm not leaving the burden on my my parenting partner to answer all the questions to stuff that they're just finding out and they're figuring out and they're learning about. They don't know. They're learning just like you are. And so just because they were in the room learning doesn't mean that they know everything. So so avoid leaving that burden just on one world changer 
try to make sure as best as possible that you're talking to the professionals and have a relationship as well. And that you're having that time with your sugar as well to where you're kind of observing and watching things and making sure that it's not just falling on one, because just like you're coming to grips with what's going on after that diagnosis, they're coming to grips with what's going on. And just like they had questions, you have questions. And one world changer who was in the room listening to the information may not be able to have those questions. And their questions might not even be the questions that you have. Again, two different people, two different mindsets, and you're going to see things from two different perspectives. And so it is so important to make sure that you're asking on your behalf and making sure that you're hearing for yourself from the professional's opinion about the diagnosis, about why we're doing what we're doing and the outcome and not just letting it fall on one because that can definitely start spilling over into other areas and you don't want that world changers. Finally, number three, why we just don't agree. We've already talked about diagnosis. We've already talked about getting evaluated, even getting to the point of evaluation. But now we're gonna talk about number three, expectations for the long run. The evaluation has happened. You've taken that first step. The diagnosis has happened. You know what's going on. The expectations. This is when it's time to put stuff in practice. Expectations are tricky. Everybody has different expectations. I expect that when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. I expect that when my sugars get out of bed, that they're going to make up their beds. They don't. But I expect it to happen. <laughs> they have different expectations. You get my point, right? I expect that today is going to be an amazing day. There might be some hurdles and some obstacles along the way, but expectations, right? This is when we're putting stuff into practice. World changers continue to connect. Connect together. Why are we connecting together? Because this is when we get to share our expectations, our mindset, our long-term belief why we feel the way that we feel. But if we're not connecting, then we don't get to share our expectations with our parenting partner, which just makes it seem like we're just coming from left for the things that we're doing, and we're not. <laughs> You're not either, right? It's just you guys haven't connected. That's why connecting with your parenting partner is so crucial during this time. And in general, even if you don't have a sugar with special needs or who's neurodivergent, who has additional diagnosis or something else is going on, still connect because expectations are always going to be different. So these are some reasons that world changers don't necessarily agree. World changers may not agree on the long-term expectations for the child. Maybe one feels like the diagnosis is a life sentence and the other one is like, hey, let's push ahead. Or maybe one is still pushing for college where the other one is like, no trade school, or let's just get them skills to where they can cope and, and, and do the best that they can do with life. Coming to grips and coming to that, that place together of what's the reality of the situation or even getting to that place to where we're starting to ask that question together, because a lot of times we're only looking at what's right in front of us, but not necessarily preparing for like, what will the future look like, right? Another reason, loss of hope. If milestones take a while, if let's say both you world changers have been trying and you've been working at it and you've been working on goals and you've done everything that the professional has said, everything on that list, they give you your, your goals for at home. They tell you, they show you what to do. They model it. They observe you do it. You're rocking it. Sugar may not be responding the way that you expect them to respond. After one week, you still have hope. After two weeks, you're like, ooh, by week three, week four, year four, year five, loss of hope. There's always something to work on. When we lose hope, we stop trying. When we stop trying, we lose progress. When we lose progress, we make no progress and then we're not getting to purpose. And so once hope is lost, especially for one world changer, or maybe the iceberg is melting a little bit slower than expected, then it can be really hard, especially because we're in a society to where things move really fast. And we're looking for instant results. And we're looking for, well, if I did this and I did this and I did this and I did it enough, then this should be happening. But the outcomes are still not there. 
then you can definitely get a little bit discouraged. And it's okay to be discouraged. Just don't stop trying. And it's okay to come to the table with the clinician and say, hey, this isn't working. Help me because I'm getting discouraged. I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting whatever I'm getting because it's not working. Is it something that I'm doing? Do I need to do something differently? Is this something that I need to expect from sugar? What should I be expecting? What is reality? Why is it they aren't doing what I think they should be doing? Is it even realistic what I think they should be doing? Or is it something that just needs to be tweaked a little bit to help along the way? What can I do? Asking those questions is a game changer and it keeps you in the game. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you going and it keeps you trying. And it keeps you guys as a family communicating together about, I tried this. How did it work for you? Well, I tried this and it worked for me like this because you guys with the same goal are going to approach it completely differently because you have different personalities. So I expect you to. And so that's when you bring your own flavor to the mix and you make beautiful things happen. So continuing to talk and again, having that relationship with not only your parenting partner, but also the professional who's giving you guys the map on what things look like. And you're adding your input, you're adding your own seasoning to it and saying, Hey, this is what I need it to look like for my family. And through that, you continue to keep momentum going. And I can honestly say this too. Let's say you've been going at it and you've been going to all of your therapy sessions and you've been doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, but you have burnt out. Take a break. It is okay to take a break. It is okay for life not to be goal-driven. It is even better to find ways to incorporate the idea of the goal into the reality of your life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that one alone. Finally, number three. This goes back to game plan. The game plan may not meet your needs. So let's say that we've got these goals. We've been working at these goals. And in clinic, I see my sugar performing like a rock star. But outside of clinic, it is not applying the way that I think it should apply. My expectations were for sugar to look like this. My world changer, my other parenting partner, their expectations were for things to look like that. It looks nothing like that. It looks like something completely different than that. And I don't know why it looks completely different than what I expected it to look like if it is not meeting the needs. That's when it's time to have a conversation with your parenting partner, get on the same page about what it is that you want things to look like. And if you guys have already done that and you guys are 100% clear, but the professional hasn't given you the guide or the tools, or honestly, in some cases, they just may not know how to give you the guide and the tools. That's when it's okay to seek additional support, additional help from an outside source to make sure that you guys are getting what you need to apply what you need to apply within the home. This is what you can do, world changers, because again, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody has all the answers. And two people coming together and then creating other people. Now you have these other personalities going on. We're just going to see things from different ways, but we can do that in a way that is healthy. So what can we do to make sure that we're doing this in a healthy way? Acknowledge one another's feelings, knowing that you can't change someone's feelings. It's okay to acknowledge, but know that acknowledgement doesn't mean that that world changer is just going to immediately change on your behalf. Like that's not your responsibility to make another world changer change. And it's not their responsibility to make you change, but you can empathize and say, you know what? I'm sorry. You're feeling that way. And um, I know there's nothing that I could do that can change it, but I'm here to listen. I'm here for you. And if it's something that's beyond me, then I'm willing to find us the support that we need to make sure that you feel good and at least come to come to some kind of grips or find peace about what's going on and what we are embarking on together. Number two, acknowledge that you both have expectations. Again, expectations are going to look different for everyone, but with your little sugar, especially with your sugar, who, if they have special needs, if they are neurodivergent, those expectations are going to have to somehow 
like be met together to make sure that one world changer isn't doing this and one world changer is doing that. I wouldn't even do that in a house with a sugar who doesn't have special needs because then that's mixed messages. So just make sure that the stuff that you guys agree on is the stuff that you guys are both carrying out and that everybody is 100% clear about expectations and what it is that you guys want from sugar and what you want from yourselves. Number three, don't get caught in differences. Do not get caught in your differences. Again, I always start off with, what can I agree on? Let me let me accentuate the positive and forget about the negative. Don't forget about the negative though, but accentuate the positive and just work through the differences. Why do we feel this way? What's going on with us? How can we get on the same page? Again, at the end of the day, we got a lot of love in this house. Now, how do we take this love and continue to push forward to make sure that we're on the same page and that we continue to just push each other to be our best selves. Number four, compromise. My favorite word, compromise, compromise. Compromise with each other. Compromise because you're not gonna always get things your way. Compromise because in life, we always have to make some compromises and some sacrifices. Just make sure it doesn't come at the expense of yourself, you know, who you are in your character, but that it really is for the good of your family and for the good of your sugar. Be willing to challenge yourselves. Be willing to challenge yourselves. Yes, I just said compromise. Yes, I said that some things shouldn't change, but you should always challenge yourself. And just because things are difficult, it doesn't give you a pass to be like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, welcome to life. Things are going to be difficult sometimes. New stuff is always difficult. Anytime it's new, it's hard, right? Tell me the new thing that was just easy. Like most new things are hard. And so be okay with challenging yourself. Be okay with growing and changing. Be willing to adapt to different situations. And again, if you're not growing and you're not changing, then you're just existing. And that's not fun, world changers. You guys got stuff to do out there. Be willing to accept sugar for who they are. And again, see the person first, then the challenges, and then you can build upon their strengths. Because if you know what sugar is good about, good at, if you really know what sugar is good at, then it makes it a little bit easier to kind of like bridge the gap and build upon the areas that they're struggling in. That's what we do with our weaknesses. We find the stuff that we're good at and we build on that. So do the same for sugar. See them, then the, the challenges and the diagnosis and all of the other stuff that they need additional support in. Be willing to fight for your family. I can't emphasize that enough. Like you have one family, you have one time, one day for your sugar to be the age that they are, for you to be a parent between birth to 18 before they get to, in most cases, make decisions for themselves. Be willing to fight for your family. Be willing to fight for your peace. Be willing to fight for your love. Be willing to fight for your sugar to make sure that they're getting the best opportunities in this world to be the best them that they can be. And that just includes sometimes taking that special time and, can, and getting on the same page with your parenting partner and with your sugars and taking out that time to be just with your parenting partner and to be just with your sugars to make sure that you guys are staying strong together. Be patient with your parenting partner. Be patient with them. If they are a little bit more strong-willed, they're having a little bit more difficulty coming around, be patient with them and be patient with yourself because we all need grace. Shoot, five minutes from now, I'll probably need some grace for something 20 minutes from now, but show grace when it's needed. Show lots and lots of grace, lots and lots of grace because we all need it. And just make sure that you're showing yourself grace as well. Be nice to yourself because nobody's perfect and nobody has all the answers and be okay with the failure. Like if you tried something and it was an epic failure and you know that it was an epic failure, be willing to pick the thing back up, try all over again. It's going to be okay. If you're feeling attacked by your parenting partner, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Again, this is new information. If you're at, especially if you're at the initial diagnosis phase, or if you're in a place to where you've been the primary one taking sugar to all the appointments and the expectation is for you to have all the answers 
You don't have all the answers. Don't feel attacked. Don't take it personal. And if you are feeling attacked, be willing to say, hey, it's, it's not all in my control. I don't have all the answers. And honestly, when people are feeling attacked, people get defensive when other people hit soft spots, like uncomfortable areas. And so if you, world changer, are coming home and giving the information that secondhand that you learned from the professional and your parenting partner is making it like it's something you said or something you did or it's something that is your fault, they're just feeling a little bit uncomfortable with it. It really has nothing to do with you. It has to do with you being a me the messenger, which is why I, I emphasize the importance of both world changers talking to the professional, even if they are unable to make it to appointments, like making sure to find that time, send me an email, give me a call, do something. Let me ask my questions so I can hear it with my own ears, so I can read it with my own eyes, so I can understand for me, so I'm not putting it off on that other person and laying that burden of guilt on them because that's not fair to them and it's not fair to me and it's not fair to my sugar, it's not fair to anybody. So let's not, let's stay away from that. If there are team difficulties, if there are difficulties with the people, the professionals, if there are, you know, things that are happening that it, that has to do with like how treatment is being carried out, the methods, maybe I don't understand why this is happening. Talk about why it makes you uncomfortable. Be willing to talk about why it makes you uncomfortable. Nobody's going to guess at what you're feeling. I don't care who it is. Nobody is that good. Like not all the time, like maybe for some things, but not all the time, especially for new stuff. So just be vocal and voice your opinion in a way that's respectful to not only your parenting partner, but to the professional and to your sugar. Be vocal, but also in a way that is proactive and collaborative to where Remember, we're trying to all push sugar to where they need to be, and we want to make sure that sugar is good to go. Remember, world changers, at the end of the day, you cannot change your parenting partner. It's impossible. You can't. And there was something about them that you kind of liked in the first place. So why change them? Just learn them. They're like your lifelong PhD project to where you're just going to continue to grow and learn together. And honestly, it takes a lot of work. It takes strength. It takes effort. So much commitment, endurance, energy. Oh, and that energy to stay joyful, to stay healthy, to stay engaged, and to just be the best unit that you guys can be, not only for yourselves, but also for your little sugars. And remember, it's okay to disagree. There's nothing wrong with disagreeing. But in that disagreement, there's room for growth. Like we can all grow. We can all connect and we can all find ways to progress on not only our behalf, but everyone else's behalf around us. So world changers, I challenge you to work wherever you are with your parenting partner. And if you have been struggling and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so us, this is so our situation, that's okay. You now know better. So let's do better, right? You know better, do better. Don't worry about it. Grace, right? Show yourself some grace. Sorry goes a long way and just get that thing together and get back on track. Get back on that bike. Try again. So I challenge you guys. I challenge you. I challenge you to just continue to grow together because it's not only good for you, but it's good for sugar and we're better together. There's no lies about that. So that's all I have for this week, you guys. Join me next week where we will be talking about academia through play. This is an episode you don't want to miss. We're going to find out how we can play our way into learning. So play and learning go hand in hand. Absolutely. And I'm going to talk about why and how and what, what you could be doing, what we all could be doing. I still like play and I love learning through play. That fun stuff. Also, if you haven't signed up for the interest list for my new book, Watch Me, Connecting to Your Child Through Play, what are you waiting for? Get out there, go to iheartspeechtherapy.com, find it under the grow list, go ahead and send in your email, sign up for special pricing, sign up, sign up for release dates, or you could go to the bottom of the screen and go ahead and click on the link there and it'll take you right there and you'll be good to go one-stop shop. 
And finally, join the community, get on our mailing list, find out about the great things that are happening in our community, and most importantly, keep sending in your questions. I'm loving the questions that I've been getting, and a lot of times when you send in your questions, I'll answer them right then, but then I'll bring them to the show because I don't want you to have to wait for information, and I'm a little bit impatient sometimes too, so I try to give it as fast as I get it, so go ahead and send in those questions. I'll give in my best answer, or I'll be like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Let me research that and I'll get back to you. But I will do my best to try to tool you up to make sure that you are continuing to connect, grow and learn. And so remember, you can send me questions at questions at I've got this kid.com or you could go to my website or you could go to my social media pages. All those links are below world changers. It's always a pleasure. I love being here with you guys. So join me next week, y'all. Until the next time, take care.